This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 457. Kitchen Zen, seven tips for happier and healthier meals by Jules Clancy. And the key to fitness and lasting weight loss by Linda Formicelli with goodlifezen.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of five podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourself, except on Fridays. That's where I usually answer your questions. If you want your question answered, come by oldpodcast.com and submit your audio. Or you can call it in by dialing 61-I-LOVE-OHD. And as a bonus, it makes me super happy because I love answering your questions and it enters you into small, special raffles to win books. All right, let's jump right in, get to today's two posts, and start optimizing your life. Kitchen Zen, Seven Tips for Happier and Healthier Meals by Jules Clancy with goodlifezen.com. Dinner time, the end of the day. While many people see this as just another stress to add to their list, dinner can actually be a chance to unwind and relax, a chance to connect with your family or with yourself a chance to bring a little pleasure into your day. Here are seven tips to help you invoke a little kitchen zen into your dinner routine. One, keep it simple. With the rise of the celebrity chef, it can be easy to put too much pressure on ourselves to choose fancy recipes and complicated menus. Good food doesn't have to be fussy. Focus on keeping weekday dinners simple by choosing one or two simple dishes that only have a handful of ingredients each. Two, seek out fresh ingredients. I recently asked a nutritionist friend whether organic food was worth the extra expense. Her response was yes and no, of course. Current thinking is that the fresher your ingredients are, the more nutrients they're likely to have. Apparently, this is true of both organic and conventionally farmed produce. Three, take time for a little kitchen meditation. With all the hands-on repetitive tasks of chopping and stirring, the cooking process can be a wonderful chance to relax and really be absorbed in the moment. I love having a few minutes letting my worries drift away as I focus on chopping my veg and stirring the pot. Four, it's all about quality, not quantity. Choose smaller amounts of the best food you can afford. Not only will you enjoy it more, you and your family are far more likely to be satisfied without having to overeat. Five, make an occasion out of it. Dinner is a great time to connect with your loved ones. Or if you're living alone, it's also a great time to treat yourself. So make each dinner special. Set the table, light a few candles, pour a glass of wine, and enjoy. Six, share what you're thankful for. My partner and I have recently started a habit of sharing at least one thing we're thankful for before we start eating. Just one thing, no matter how small. It's amazing how scanning through your day looking for the positive makes you realize how lucky you are. It's not often that we only have one thing to share. Another positive outcome is when something good happens during my day, I now make a special mental note to remember to share it at dinner. It's a great positive conversation starter as well. Eat mindfully. In The 4-Hour Body, Tim Ferriss shares the story of a friend of his who lost a heap of weight by making one conscious change, to chew each mouthful of his food at least 20 times. While you don't have to go to the extreme of counting each bite, we can all benefit from taking the time to really focus on what we're eating. Put your knife and fork down between each mouthful. Think about what you're experiencing and share it with your dining companions. Eating more slowly not only gives us a chance to enjoy our food more, it gives our bodies a chance to tell us when we are full. 
The Key to Fitness and Lasting Weight Loss by Linda Formicelli with goodlifezen.com. Here's what I hear from 90% of my female wellness coaching clients. I was thin when I was a teen. Then I put on weight when I went through a divorce or when I hit 30 or when I went through a stressful time at work. And now I'm 20 pounds overweight. No matter how hard I try, I can't seem to lose the weight. When I ask them why they want to lose the weight, they say that they want to look good in their jeans or want to weigh what they did when they got married or have to pair pounds for an upcoming reunion. They have strong motivators and definite numbers they're trying to reach, which are key to making lasting change. So why is it difficult to lose the weight and get healthy? The problem is often that our health goals don't resonate with us because the goals don't tie into our deepest, most important life values. Let me tell you a story. When I decided to become a personal trainer in May, I freaked out because I didn't look like a personal trainer. I was slim and generally fit, but I didn't fit the stereotype of a super buff and thin hottie wearing skimpy exercise clothes. So I started working out harder. I did more weight training and running and took a weekly yoga class, but I couldn't seem to reach my goal of looking like a fitness model. Also, though I was working out regularly, I didn't feel really inspired to do it. It was more of a chore. Then, two realizations hit. One, I work out to feel good, not to look good. Exercise helps my anxiety and depression, and that's why I do it. And two, the people I want to train aren't super fit marathon runners, but are people like me who want to exercise to improve their quality of life and boost their mood. After I made this realization, I quickly lost six pounds without changing what I was doing. Exercise became a pleasure, not a chore. So what are your real life values? Chances are, they aren't to look good in a pair of tight jeans. Here are some I've helped my clients discover and how they tie into healthy living. One, I want to eat better so I can be a good example for my young child. Two, I want to exercise to help me be more productive at work. Three, exercising boosts my creativity, which is important to me. Four, I want to live a long life so I can help more people. Five, I want to have the energy to travel the world or do a lot of volunteering or keep up with my kids. Six, eating organic or vegetarian or vegan is good for the environment or good for animals. Your values are very personal and highly individual. Only you know what drives you to be as healthy as possible. Think or journal about why you really want to lose weight or be healthy and let those be your inspiration to make positive lifestyle changes. You just listened to the posts titled Kitchen Zen. Seven Tips for Happier and Healthier Meals by Jules Clancy and The Key to Fitness and Lasting Weight Loss by Linda Formicelli, both with goodlifezen.com. There was a quote I shared, oh, maybe it's been a couple of weeks now. It goes something like this. Those that have a why to live can bear almost any how. Now, I think we can apply that quote here. If we have a why for our exercise or a why for eating nutritiously, or a why for really anything else, it refocuses your attention on what are your values and is what I'm doing actually serving those values. When my students are struggling mid-quarter or during finals week, I could see it in their faces. I have them think about why they're here, why they sit in class day after day, completing assignments, going through the stress of testing, all of that. They're actually paying to go through that kind of pain. So I ask them, why are you doing that? And can you imagine how it refocuses their attention? They have to think back to, oh yeah, it's because I want to help people someday. 
it reframes the whole issue. The same thing can be applied to, let's say you're at the gym, you're running on the treadmill, and you're like, why am I putting myself through this pain? Ask yourself that. Hopefully the answer will be, oh, it's because I want to be healthier and live a longer, happier life. Or that by performing exercise, it's connecting more neurons in my brain like I heard on Optimal Health Daily a few weeks ago. Hopefully, you can pull it back to your values, why this is important to you, not just maybe the superficial ones about how you're gonna look in those pair of jeans. Yeah, that's fine. Sometimes that's a good motivator in the short term. But what happens when you do fit in those jeans? You're gonna have to turn inward again to really continue that behavior. And that's where your core values and reminding yourself of those will be so important. All right, once again, before I go, if you wanna possibly hear your question being answered right here on the show, plus be in special bonus raffles, come by oldpodcast.com to submit your audio. Or you could do it the old-fashioned way and call it in. The number is 61-I-LOVE-OHD. I love hearing and answering your questions, so definitely keep those coming. All right, that's it for today. A big thank you again for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber of the show. Have a great rest of your day. I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, And together, we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.